your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 211 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off of your first order. We got a special crossover edition for you guys today. Going to be joined in just a second here by Mr. Nolan Bianchi of Locked On Detroit Red Wings going to be talking quite a bit about the trade of Mark Stahl along with a second round draft pick in 2021 to Detroit in exchange for future considerations. Nolan and I discussed that. We also go over the upcoming NHL draft and also free agency and basically whatever else we can get into as it pertains to the Rangers and the Detroit Red Wings. But before we do that, I just want to read a couple of the latest tweets from Henrik Lundqvist. He sent out a series of tweets yesterday. Some of them I read on the podcast. A few of them were sent out by Henrik Lundqvist after I recorded the episode, but he's got a couple more here. I think it's just a nice thing to do to kind of share uh, his message from Twitter to you guys, the fans, because a lot of this obviously has to do with New York Ranger fans and him being very appreciative and thanking everybody for what's obviously been a tremendous career with New York. But here's one of the tweets. He included a picture of New York City, and he said, This great city has now been my home for a long time. So much to love about this place. Sure, it's not always perfect, but pretty close. Winking face. I know we are facing some challenges as a city, so let's do what New Yorkers do best. Come together and get back to where we want to be. And then just a little bit after that, another tweet. Be kind, respectful, and supportive of others. Like one of my good friends always says, good things happen to good people. In some ways, I feel like I grew up here, and I will forever appreciate you, New York City. I'll see you around. And then one last tweet from Henrik Lundqvist yesterday. He included a couple of pictures of his family, uh, his wife and his two kids. And this is what he tweeted. They've watched me come home happy. They've watched me come home sad. But they've always been there to support me no matter what the result. Love you guys. Time to figure out what's next. And that's cool. You know, it's just great stuff. Henrik Lundqvist uh, really just kind of pouring his heart out on social media to Ranger fans and the organization. He's not the biggest social media guy. I mean, he tweets every once in a while, but he's not as active as a couple of the other Rangers are on social media. But uh, really cool stuff by Henrik Lundqvist, obviously thanking his family the fans, some of his favorite teammates over the last few seasons. Great stuff. We're going to continue to talk about Henrik Lundqvist again in the days and weeks coming forward, but there's a lot going on right now. We've got this crossover episode with Nolan, and then next week it's going to be all about the NHL draft. We'll eventually circle our way back to Henrik Lundqvist, give him a proper send-off as his Ranger career comes to a close. But for right now, yes, part one of our conversation with Nolan Bianchi of Locked on Detroit Red Wings. Enjoy. All right, welcome back, Locked On listeners. This is John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers. We got a special crossover episode as I am joined by Nolan Bianchi of Locked On Detroit Red Wings. Nolan, how are we doing today, buddy? Not too bad, man. How about you? It's a little, uh, it's a little early. It's a little early, but I'm getting yep. going here. I got my coffee. I got my water. You know, we're we're getting we're getting fired up for the day. Kind of the same deal over here, man. It's been a wild week for Ranger fans. You know, we've had the Mark Stahl trade to Detroit. We've had. Jack Eichel trade rumors. We've had Henrik Lundqvist being bought out. It's really been wild, and I figure uh, we might we might as well start right there with the Mark Stahl trade. Uh, what was your reaction to 
uh, hearing about this deal, Mark Stahl and a 2021 second rounder going to Detroit for future considerations? Well, I was a bit surprised, but it, it came as more of like, uh, huh, okay. And it, and it was only a surprise because of the fact that I hadn't heard his name kind of being dropped. It, like uh, all offseason, essentially, the content that has been put out in the Detroit area because of the fact that there is no playoffs, that the draft lottery went the way it did. So it's not like this this overly insane hype heading into the draft. Instead, most of the stories that go out these days about the Red Wings are just like, hey, here's the team who the Red Wings can take advantage of for cap space. Here's a player who right. or here's a contract who the Red Wings might be able to trade for. Uh, and Mark Stahl slash the Rangers were never really included in any of those rumors. So I think I was surprised, but once I immediately heard the terms of deal, I think to me personally, I was just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's I, and I, and I like the deal for both sides, frankly, uh, you know, just pretty much a case of Eiserman buying himself a second round pick. So can't really complain about that. Yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense. Now, do you think the Red Wings could do something similar like this? I mean, you don't want a whole roster of these guys where you're just paying off somebody's right. bad contract. But, I mean, one or two more deals like this where they just basically absorb a bad contract for one year and uh, and, and get a draft pick along with it. I mean, do you think that could be a good strategy for them? Yeah, and I, th I expect it to be a strategy that they uh, deploy maybe once or twice more before this offseason is all said and done. And even possibly, you know, who knows, by the time that the uh, trade deadline is all said and done, we might see another move or two, depending on how the cap situation works out, what kind of contracts are taking on. So I really, I, I like to your point, I don't want to see a ton of players of Mark Stahl's caliber <laughs> coming to right. the Red Wings. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. okay with making these types of deals, but also I'm a firm believer, uh, and we've talked about this on our show before, the Red Wings need to get better. This is year four of the rebuild and you really, I mean, like you just haven't seen a lot of progress. And I understand that that's kind of the timeline that we all understood a year ago, two years ago, but they've got a lot of guys uh, who will be on the NHL club roster this year that it's kind of a make or break year for them. They had a, a couple first round picks like consecutively that didn't work out. They had Sveshnikov, they had Rasmussen, um, you know, it just it. This is a year for the Red Wings to hopefully, hopefully take some semblance of a of a step forward. So I hope the roster isn't too chock full of guys like that. But I also don't really expect it to be. Right. I, not to make you too nervous, Mark Stahl was actually a, a healthy scratch a couple of times for the Rangers this season for the first time in his NHL career. Um, do you? I mean, with the Red Wings, like we talked about, it kind of seems like the the crown the, the big prize in this trade for them is that second round draft pick but do you feel like Mark Stahl uh, could make them a little bit of a better team do you like him as like a veteran leader I mean is there any value that you guys can squeeze out of Stahl uh, you know before his contract is up next season yeah and I don't expect him to be like this massive presence uh, in the Red Wings lineup but I do expect him to to be in the lineup probably most nights uh, the Detroit yeah. decor is just it's it, last year, one of the most uh, horrific, uh, horrifying viewing experiences <laughs> of my lifetime. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the things that Eisenman talked about when, when Stahl got brought in was this idea of, hey, now we have this 
you know, not only did were we able to buy ourselves a draft pick, but we have somebody who can immediately slot in on our back end. And also he's somebody who brings uh, a bit of a veteran leadership mentality, can mentor some of these younger defensemen. And when I think back to last season, and I think back to the veteran leaders that were tasked with mentoring these young defensemen, you had Mike Green. And, and I think that Mark Stahl and Mike Green in terms of legacy, in terms of like presence, I, I think they're kind of the same player. Mike Green definitely a little bit better of a player at this stage in his career before he, you know, kind of retired really got bit with the injury bug and, and eventually had to retire before, after getting traded. Uh, but outside of that, like, I mean, it was Jonathan Erickson, uh, Trevor Daly. Like, those are not – like, if you're going to have veteran leaders, I think they should actually have some sort of uh, – there should be some gravity to their name. And Mark Stahl definitely has some gravity to his name. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. But that's actually one of the things I was going to ask you about. What I mean, what is his reputation as far as that is concerned when it comes to being the locker room guy, when it comes to being the veteran, the mentor? What do you hear about him in New York? I mean, he's great. He's very well respected in the locker room. He's one of the few uh, veterans on this team over the past couple of years. He's an alternate captain. He's kind of stuck it out with the Rangers through this rebuild. It's never a lack of effort with Mark Stahl. I think at this point, it's, it's just getting to you know, a situation where he's just clearly on the back nine of his career. Uh, I will say, I, I don't know, even when he was at his best, he was a very good defenseman for the Rangers. I don't know that he was ever quite the superstar that people made him out to be, but mm. but he did a great job for this team, man. I mean, you saw the Rangers, you know, in the early 2010s or whatever that decade is referred yeah. to. But, I mean, they every year, you know, they were going to the Eastern Conference Finals or deeper, yep. you know, 2014, they go to the Cup Finals. He was a top four defenseman for all of that. And mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you know, as well as I do, man, you can't hide your defenseman in this league. And if you've got, if you've got problems on the blue line, then it could hinder you from going on those kinds of deep playoff runs. And he was a big part of that, take nothing away from him. And, you know, again, just a very well-respected guy in that locker room. And I think somebody who maybe doesn't get enough credit for helping the Rangers through this rebuild a little bit, because the team is so young. And again, just one of the few veterans in the room. So I think uh, from that perspective, you'll be very happy with Mark Stahl. Hopefully uh, for your guys' sake, you know, he can be a solid influence on your locker room and in particular the defenseman there. When did that, that slide start to happen and kind of what is the place that he's, he's in now? Like what, or I, 
I don't even know what I mean, I guess, by the end of that question. But <laughs> I guess when did, when did that when did that slide start to happen? And uh, are there nights where he looks like straight up incompetent or just a bit too slow? Or kind of what's the story on him now compared to what he was? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it was, for the most part, a fairly gradual decline over the last couple of seasons. And then this last year or two is when it really started to get shaky, I guess is the best way I could put it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and over this past season, I mean, he, a little bit up and down, I thought he got off to a rough start, and when he was a healthy scratch, as I mentioned, you know, first time in his 13-year career, I believe it was a game against Tampa Bay, uh, when that happened, I said, you know, on the on my own show, this is not unwarranted, because right now, the Rangers have six defensemen that are playing better than Mark Stahl, and so yeah. it just is what it is, and it, it's unfortunate, like, you don't want to see that happen to a good guy like Mark Stahl, and a guy who's been there for so long, but you know, facts are facts. You're getting outplayed by six guys, then you don't have any entitlement to take the ice. Not that he's entitled or anything like that, but I thought when he came back to the team, you know, from being a healthy scratch for a game or two there, I thought he looked a little bit better. I thought he stepped it up a little bit. Um, At this point, you know, I think he is what he is, which is probably a uh, third defense pairing defenseman, but Mm -hmm. you know, I I think the biggest thing that he can offer to a team like the Red Wings, again, is probably that veteran leadership. So... Hopefully that works out for you guys. Do you think that there's any chance, and I'm not saying that New York is a bad place to be, but do you think that there's (laughs) any chance where this could be a a case of a guy who has been with one team his whole career and he he kind of appears to be, like you mentioned, on the back nine, but then he gets a little bit of a change of scenery and he has somewhat of a second win. Now, I'm not expecting, you know, the second win to be like prime Mark Stahl, but just, I guess return to a form that was better than it was before last year yeah you know i touched on that on my podcast a little bit where you know he has been with the rangers for 13 years and he had a full no move clause and he was cool enough to wave it and help the team out and you know i think that goes double when you realize you're in a trade where you're basically just being given away to another team and you're like here you guys pay him you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's possible hey maybe he sees this as a fresh start maybe he sees this as a new challenge uh going to a team like the red wings Obviously, with the season that the Red Wings just had, uh, there's nowhere to go but up. And maybe he sees that as a little bit of a challenge, you know, trying to help this franchise turn it around. I think there's a decent chance he ends up getting dealt at the deadline this season yeah. coming up because, you know, the the Red Wings will probably just take what they can get for him at that point. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's entirely possible. You know, maybe he gets a, a little bit of a second wind or a third wind or whatever you want to call it. And maybe he exceeds expectations on the ice for you guys a little bit this season. It's at least possible. Now, one other thing I, I wanted to ask you about, and I'm not sure if you've heard anything about this, but during the uh, press conference with Steve Eisman after the trade, somebody said, how did you get him, like, did he waive his no-move clause? And uh, Steve Eisman, always ambiguous, always, uh, <laughs> you know, dark corner of the room Steve, uh, he goes, yeah, I, I can't really get into the details of it, but it wasn't an issue. Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like, you know, Stahl was just, uh, he was on board with it. You know, he was he was willing to help the team out that drafted him, you know, in the first round and, uh, you know, has given him all these opportunities over the years. I mean, it's a really cool thing that he did because he's under no obligation to do that. You know, these guys, they have those clauses put into their contract for a reason. And I think usually if you have that clause in your contract, you've probably left a little bit of money on the table as well because teams yeah. don't just give them out as charity cases. So, yeah, I mean, as as far as my understanding is, is that he just waved the no move clause and was totally cool with going to Detroit. Right, Although I, I would like, I would like to hear him talk about it just to just kind of get his, his side of the story a little bit. 
Yeah, and like I said, like it was just like the fact that uh, Eisman was so ambiguous about it. He was just <laughs> like, yeah, it's it, it's uh, I can't really talk about it, but it's not an issue. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, like, it's family right, business. Well, yeah, whatever you say, man. That's just yeah. kind of how we roll around here. He just like says like vague things, and we're like, hell yeah, we trust <laughs> you, man. Keep doing Cla- you. <laughs> Classic Eisman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And then, but I, I know you want to get into draft stuff, so we'll get to that in just a second. But one thing I wanted to ask you about, because as soon as this trade went down, now we had uh, Adam Denker of Lockdown Lightning on a couple weeks ago, or maybe two weeks ago now. As soon yeah, as the trade went down, he tweeted me, <laughs> and he goes, oh, by the way, Iserman loves to trade with the Rangers. Do you see this becoming like a pattern? Do you see us becoming like trade pals down the road here? Like... It's possible. Well, what's, what's the yeah. what's the history of the relationship with Steve Eisman when he was in Tampa? I guess is my question. Well, I know that uh, as far as the Rangers and Red Wings making trades, I know a couple of years ago we picked up Brendan Smith for you guys, from you guys. Yep. I think it was like a second and third rounder, um, and then Steve Eisman when he was with the the Lightning. I mean, it basically t- the Tampa Bay Lightning basically became New York Rangers South because everybody went there, and the one trade where they they definitely. Well, I don't want to say definitely because things could still shake out a little bit differently. But the trade that sent uh, JT Miller and Ryan McDonough to Tampa Bay in exchange for Brett Howden, Vladislav Nemesikov, and I believe, oh my God, who was the third guy? I think it was maybe Liber Hayek. It looks like the Lightning basically just blew us out of the water with that trade. Uh, but yeah, there have been a number of trades uh, you know, between the Rangers and Lightning. It, it seems like, uh, for whatever reason, the Iserman seems to have a, uh, a good relationship with the Rangers. All right, fair enough. I just want to ask you about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I figure we might as well jump into the draft here. And, uh, you know, like I was saying, uh, we did our own mock draft, you, me, and the other NHL Locked On hosts. Uh, How tough was it to see the Red Wings in reality, you know, fall all the way from number, potentially number one, all the way to number four? What was your reaction when that happened? Well, John, I was I was pretty pissed off, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then I was even more pissed off <laughs> when you guys won it. Uh, so that was just me being better. I yeah, understand. you know, yeah, yeah. you guys. Uh, I and 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 I, the thing is, is like I had those expectations. Like I kept saying over and over and over again. I said, guys, keep in mind the most likely scenario is falling to four. But I think I was just like putting on a brave face for the kids because the second it actually happened, like it wrecked a reverse jinx, maybe, (laughs) you know? Yeah. 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 Like I'm just like trying to keep the the fam cool, the kids cool. And I'm like, everything is going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. And then the second, like, it uh, it actually hit the fan, like I was like, come on. We, (laughs) so I was, I was pretty upset about that. But, I go back and forth on it, man. Like it's it is what it is. Uh, it was unfortunate. I think the thing that pissed me off the most is if this would have been a regular year and the Red Wings would have fallen to four, we would have found out who the draft winner is that night. It would have been what it is. But the <laughs> thing that left just such an awful taste in my mouth from Phase One draft lottery night was just that image of Bill Daly flipping over the card with the NHL logo on it. It was so. It just yeah. felt wrong, and and that I think was it was like really we're gonna do this, okay, all right, and and if you watch the NHL playoffs, I don't think anybody can sit here and look me in the face and tell me that the qualifying round was not the playoffs because that that Rangers Hurricane series was intense, like they oh yeah, off the uh dra- or 
playoffs. It set the tone for everything. And yeah, man, I don't know. It it was pretty uh pretty upsetting, but it like you like I said, it, it is what it is, and this is a deep draft, and the Red Wings have a lot of really interesting prospects that they can take at four, but I think falling outside of that like upper echelon of the top three is is really really annoying. Yeah, it's crazy, man. You know, you go on social media after that NHL logo gets turned over and we realize it's going to be one of the teams that loses in the qualifying round. It's going to be picking first overall. You go on social media and you see some Ranger fans like, oh, man, you know, if we lose to the Canes, we got a a chance to be the first overall pick. And, and, you know, my reaction to that was, yeah, well, it's a one in eight chance. It's not a good chance of happening. Let's go beat the Canes. We're four and oh against this team in the regular season. Let's go kick some ass here. Right. Mm -hmm. But. But then, as soon as you know the Rangers do lose that series, my attention instantaneously <laughs> like, turns to that. Hell yeah, to that we lost the series. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you know I'm watching the, the lottery, that the second phase of it, and the ping pong balls are in there, and uh, you know they hold up the ping pong ball, and I think I see the Ranger logo. I don't know for sure, and I wait to celebrate because I'm just I'm so mentally prepared to see the freaking Penguins on there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and so. Yeah. And, and so then, for me, yeah, frankly, yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. You guys and them. Yeah, and then you know, there's that, there's that Ranger logo, and oh my God, we're we're getting Alexi Lafreniere, just unbelievable, unbelievable. Look, I I do want to wish you uh, congratulations because well, you know, thank you. That's yeah. just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> All right, once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. That was part one of our conversation with Nolan Bianchi of Locked On Detroit Red Wings. And tomorrow we will have part two for you guys. Again, just continuing to talk about both franchises and what to expect going forward, as well as the NHL draft, free agency, all that good stuff. Uh, Definitely looking forward to tomorrow's episode. And once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.